Warning. The following broadcast is not approved by your teacher, university, politician, or government. Side effects may include skepticism, better reasoning skills, liberty, peace, and an escape from the woke. Welcome to the show. I am your host, L.B. Muniz, and this is the Been Awake Podcast for Better Sense Making, and you are listening to a portion of episode 86. So if you missed the last episode, this is the new show format. I'm going to be doing live streams a couple of times a month. You can join those for free and watch the entire two hours, three hours, whatever we end up doing together, asking questions, participating. You know, let's bounce ideas off of each other. In this episode, I'd go through a bunch of stuff. And if you want to get the full unedited episode, all you have to do is become a member of the Been Awake Elite. But in episode 86, we talk about Mexican Independence Day in Chicago, Gavin Newsom making the climate crisis simple, Matt Walsh versus Pearl Davis talking about red pills and, you know, these new ideas about marriage some people have, Lauren Boebert getting caught getting with a little hanky-panky at a date at a Beetlejuice Broadway show. The military's moral imperative being abortion. Trump talking abortion on Meet the Press. About a little bit about RFK and how he loves America. The new Senate dress code. Dumb, a dumb, and then a bunch of dumb videos. My la- the last little bit is a bunch of dumb videos, like something dumb Charlie Kirk said, something dumb someone said defending communism, and then this dumb guy that I saw on X taking a sledgehammer to his shotgun. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Make sure you subscribe with your email at beenawake.com and follow me on all social media. Let's get into the episode. The UN has been in town. I don't know if you guys have seen anything from this. The UN has been in town. And frankly, you know, if you want to understand what the importance of the UN is, is um, really for the, for the prostitutes and sex workers of New York City. If you, I don't know, it's something I've heard a number, a number of times. And it's interesting how at the beginning of the post-World War II order, the UN, it felt like it had some gravitas. Like it wasn't something that I ever thought was that interesting, but people cared about what the UN, what, what happened in the UN and what was said in its halls. And I feel like what's been interesting is, you know, as the war on terror progressed and so on, is people really saw the fecklessness of the United Nations. Now, from my perspective and what I think should be the perspective of people who listen to the show is really you can look at the UN as a wholly sub as a wholly owned subsidiary of the larger US empire. Exhibit A, the UN is in New York City, right? The commercial heavyweight of the world, or at least certainly of the United States, financial heavyweight, I should say, or at least, you know, was, I don't know what the current numbers are in on that. As a deliberative body, it serves very little purpose except to make a lot of people who believe in the liberal democratic agenda, or certainly the neoliberal world order, the neoconservative world order, if you will. There's different words we can use for this. It makes them feel good because they think <laughs> they think that you know people are out there looking for their best interests. And one of those people that got to speak, and he put this out himself, so this is important, is Gavin Newsom. Now... A lot of people think Gavin Newsom is angling himself as a possible replacement should Joe Biden have to get out of the race. 
now there's we'll see what happens. We're still far we're still too far out as it relates to the presidential election in September of 2023 to really make any kind of determinations. And everything else you see really has more to do with people positioning for their piece of the pie. So let's watch old Gavin together and we'll break it down. He's talking about climate change, a favorite topic for people at the UN. Time for us to be a lot more clear. This climate crisis is a fossil fuel crisis. This climate crisis persists. It's not complicated. It's not complicated. It's the burning of oil. It's the burning of gas. It's the burning of coal. And we need to call that out. For decades and decades, the oil industry has been playing each and every one of us in this room for fools. They've been buying off politicians. They've been denying and delaying science and fundamental information that they were privy to that they didn't share or they manipulated. Their deceit and denial going back decades has created the conditions that persist here today. And so thank you, Madam Undersecretary, for recognizing California's effort to join the efforts of others to be more clear and concise in terms of what we're up against and our responsibility to do more and be more. And I say all of that in closing with a spirit not of a closed fist, but of an open hand and an appreciation that we are all in this together and mindful that all of us have unique circumstances, all of us have unique traditions, all of us have unique challenges. And I just offer this, uh, Mr. Secretary General, again, gratitude to you, not just for your position, formal authority, but exercising your moral authority and sharing your voice uh, and your action and passion on clarifying what we're up against. And I thank each and every one of you for the privilege of this time. It's an interesting video, actually. I hadn't watched it all the way through, but it is quite interesting to watch. Now, the first part we can start by breaking down is just recognizing the, employ the deployment of rhetoric. A deliberative body like the UN is, of course, going to rely heavily on a certain mode of speaking, one that's not designed to be natural or um, accessible to the average person, but it's certainly designed to evoke a sense of gravity and a sense of purpose, purposefulness. Um, from what I can tell, this from what I can tell, he's clearly you know being California was recognized for its environmental efforts. Of course, what does that mean? Well. Gavin Newsom wants to tell us at the beginning of this it's video. It's for us to be a lot more clear. So we have to be more this clear. This climate crisis is a fossil fuel crisis. This climate crisis. That's a tactic we obviously see. This crisis is this crisis. A is A. It's a thing that we see a lot in political rhetoric. So he's saying the climate crisis is a fossil fuels crisis. Of course, what does, what does that mean? And what it means is the crisis is caused by the fossil fuels and so the fossil fuels are the problem of course here's the problem with that fossil fuels are the reason we can live the standard of living we have today but maybe he'll but let's 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 play the video again and we'll we'll see we'll, we'll break it down point by point persist it's not complicated it's not complicated it's the burning of oil it's the burning of gas it's the burning of coal and we need to call that out 
For decades and decades, the oil industry has been playing each and every one of us in this room for fools. In what sense? Most of the oil companies, by the way, out there are already engaging in heavy measures to reduce their CO2 emissions. And because that's that's what this is, right? The burning of the reason why the burning of fuel is part of the climate crisis, as, as the story goes, has to do with the CO2 emissions from burning fuel. And that, ri- and that increase in CO2 is in leading to a, an overall increase in global temperature. That's the theory. And so, yes, there are definitely oil companies who have in the past have downplayed it, but that doesn't describe the current state of affairs. So why is Gavin Newsom talking like this? They've been buying off politicians. Oh, They've been denied- buying off. Do we want it? Do, do, do we want to? I, I feel like we should. Should we? We're buying off politicians here. Let's let's uh, let's let's just let's just see, shall we? Let's look up Gavin Newsom. I didn't do this beforehand, so I, I could I could find out oil companies. Let's see. People of the California versus big oil. Gavin Newsom raises national poll. So basically what I'm looking for right now is to see. Let's see. We're basically trying to figure out if he's taken any money. How an elite San Francisco, eight elite San Francisco families go for Gavin Newsom. He wasn't born rich, but he was born connected. Ooh, what a glowing beginning to a piece like this. The Gettys, the Pritzkers, the Fishers. Okay, here we go. This 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 didn't take very long at all, folks. A Times review of campaign finance records identified eight of San Francisco's best-known families as being amongst Newsom's most loyal and long-term contributors. Among those patrons are the Gettys, the Pritzkers. Yes, that those that same Pritzker family that has JB, who's the governor of Illinois, and the Fishers whose families made their respective fortunes in oil, hotels, and fashion. They first backed him when he was a restaurant and winery owner running for a seat on the San Francisco Board of Supervisors and continued their support through the governor's race. So, always fun to point out the utter hypocrisy of these sorts of people where, you know, he's funded, but you could very easily make the case he's funded by oil. Fundamental information that they were privy to that they didn't share or they manipulated. Their deceit and denial going back decades has created What's also interesting about this is he seems to be invoking, he seems to be invoking a lot of like the big tobacco rhetoric that, that, that's, that's very popular because I don't know of many, of any oil companies that, I think, to the extent that they're to the extent that they're denied they're, they're they're withholding information it usually has more to do on like in like like a legitimate environmental impact not the abstract co2 emissions which is where he started but the more direct environmental impact that would come from like certain refining processes and and you know waste disposal and things like that day and so thank but that's, you that's you know Madam everything Secretary, has to be together that's for leftism recognizing california's effort to join the efforts of others to be more clear and concise in terms of what we're up against. So we're up against. responsibility to do more. So at least as far as what he's hearing, you have to read between the lines in a speech like this. We're up against the burning of fossil fuels. And be more. And I say all of that in closing 
with a spirit not of a closed fist, but of an open hand. Classic line, closed fist, open hand. And an appreciation that we are all in this together and mindful that all of us have unique circumstances all of us have this is all just this is all, all filler that you know this is this is um just offer this uh, mr secretary general this is like saying again, hey i know how to sing the song you, you're singing not just for your position formal authority but exercising your moral authority and sharing your voice uh, and your action and passion on clarifying what we're up against and i thank each and every one of you for the privilege of this time so you know an interesting thing, and of course, there's been obviously we also have there. Zelensky gave a speech. I'm not really, I, you know, it's interesting. I guess I could break it down. The only thing I saw that was in, worth worth noting from Zelensky's speech was that in Ukrainian TV, they actually superimposed a crowd to make it look bigger, um, which is just funny that they can that they think they should do things like that. But hey, you know, it is what it is. It's one of those things that you're never really going to get away from. Muniz, and I am not one with the woke.